0: welcome to another edition of the pw mania hot tag wrestling podcast i am your host justin c joined this week by my co-host cam and the chairman Stephen vincent here to recap the week that was in wrestling we've got the talk about survivor series from last week We've got AEW stuff to talk about with behind the scenes, William Regal coming back. So a good amount of ch- a good chunk of stuff to get to here. So let's start right away with Survivor Series, which took place last Saturday. So just a little over a week ago, or actually at this point over a week ago, that's right. Cause it was Saturday. Um, overall, I mean, I watched the show late. I wasn't able to watch it till afterwards late at night and the following morning. I thought it was, you know, solid, nothing spectacular, but both war games matches I thought were good. Um, AJ, and Finn Style, AJ Styles and Finn Balor I thought was a good match. Uh, you know, Ronda Shotzi was whatever. If Brian Kendrick came back to put that match together, then I don't think Brian Kendrick does a good job of putting matches together. Uh, and, you know, the triple threat, even though with the results with Austin Theory winning the U.S. title was a little weird, um, was good. So I think solid from a wrestling standpoint nothing spectacular on you know outside of of course you know the big thing that sammy officially indoctrinated himself into the bloodline by kicking kevin owens in the balls and telling roman that he is with him and roman giving him a hug jay uso giving sammy a hug which got probably the biggest pop of the night because jay and sammy of course have been at each other's throats and jay not trusting sammy so we got that there um so, I think, like I said, a solid show, good show, uh, nothing, I would say, like, you go back, you know, nothing that's going to be remembered as, like, a match of the year thing, but that's fine, you know, it was a good, you know, solid two and a half, was it, three hours of wrestling. So, I'll go over to you, Chairman, first. What were your thoughts on the show?
1: Yeah, I mean, it was nice not having Brad supremacy garbage for once. You know, we actually had, like, legitimate feuds, obviously... Damage control and Bianca Belair and friends have been at each other's throat. And obviously, we know that, you know, they took out Becky Lynch. Becky came back. Everyone loved it. You know, the men's war game match was fantastic. Bloodline's been dominating for several years now. And, you know, these guys got together to try to overcome, you know, the most dominant faction probably in wrestling right now. But obviously, like you said, same did what he did, you know, and obviously you know, they won. So uh, the women's match was completely terrible as far as uh, Ronnie goes. Um, someone needs to shake up that SmackDown women's division, like immediately. Like we all love Shazi Blackheart and, you know, some of the other wrestlers that have faced terrible Ronnie over the few months here, but they're not in her league because the booking wise dictates that they just got to do something different there. Um, AJ Styles, he has first pay-per-view win in like a couple years, I guess, apparently in singles matches. So good for him. Um, of course, Seth Rollins losing is disgusting, um, so I give Triple H an F for that alone. I am disgusted that they let Theory win the title. Um, hopefully, Seth moves on to bigger and better things because of that. I guess we'll see, but um, yeah, the, the men's war game match definitely stole the show, and like you said, it was okay show. I mean, it was nothing spectacular. It wasn't a greatest Survivor Series of all time, but it served its purpose for an entertaining night of wrestling.
0: Yeah, what do you think, Cam?
1: I mean, I thought it was probably one of the better Survivor Series we've
2: had in in years. You know, you talked about the brand supremacy being gone. It was just a regular old wrestling show. Um, The Ronda match was terrible. I mean, I think she's she's completely peaked. I think the nostalgia obviously is gone. She hasn't wrestled in UFC in, what, three, four, five years now, something like that. So I think she's kind of just another person on the roster. And, um, I mean, I thought the main event was fantastic. I almost had it right. I almost had it where... Jay wasn't going to take the pin except Sammy, you know, they did it opposite Sammy helped Jay get the pin. So, I mean, I was kind of right, but not right at the same time. So, but I knew those two would be interleaked involved in the finish somehow. Um, I think it was fantastic storytelling between those guys. Um, It added another layer now to the bloodline story that they could stretch out over here over the next couple of months as we head towards uh, Royal Rumble. Um, Overall, I thought it was a pretty good show. I mean, I had nothing to really complain about. Um, The Austin Theory, Seth Rollins match, I thought was pretty good. I mean, I will say that Austin Theory has grown a little bit. I think that his booking from Triple H, just his overall presentation has improved. So I think Triple H has done a good job of getting Theory to where it's like not douchebag heel. It's kind of like, okay, we get it. You're kind of a heel. Almost similar to MJF where MJF first started off and it was like, okay, you know, not a big fan of the guy at all, blah, blah, blah. And then slowly kind of found himself. And I think Austin Theory at such a young age that he's developing himself, he's finding himself. And you're right, Chairman. I think Rollins moves on to something bigger and better, possibly a Cody rematch at WrestleMania if we if they go that long. But, I mean, we need to make some new stars. And I think you let Austin Theory hold the title for a little bit. And he can have matches against Ricochet, maybe he can go against Kevin Owens or something. Who knows? Um, but overall I thought it was a, even a pretty good survivor series.
0: Yeah, definitely. His presentation going from, you know, the chosen one that nobody in their right mind thought was going to be the chosen one to, you know, being pissed off about it. And, you know, kind of, you know, with a more aggressive side is definitely working for him. It's definitely a positive, I think, in a lot of people's minds because nobody want to they're, they're bringing him back down to the point where nobody bought him as being a future WWE undisputed champion anytime soon. But as I have said during that whole time frame, like he is only 23, 24, however old he is, it's okay to maybe, you know, not get fully behind that yet, but also know that that could be coming two, three years down the line. It's just not there yet. But of course, the one storyline everybody's talking about uh, with the Bloodline and Sami Zayn, as I mentioned, you know, it's been a constant topic of what do they do at this point with it? Because when something eventually happens with them, assuming it does, Sammy is going to be the ultimate babyface in the situation. And of course, you know, there's already talk with elimination chamber, uh, that being in uh, Montreal in between rumble and mania with Sammy, possibly getting something there as far as a shot at Roman. If the bloodline turns on him there, um, you know, there's the talk of there's I've seen people talking about the idea of the Rock coming back to win the Royal Rumble and facing Roman there. There's, of course, you know, Cody, who's a court been reported to be ahead of schedule uh, as far as his rehab goes. And that was always kind of the thought back when he first got hurt that, oh, he's going to come back in time for the Royal Rumble. He'll win the Royal Rumble and he'll be the one to throw Roman Reigns. Um, I know, you know. I've talked about before, and I know a lot of people have talked about the idea of Sammy and Kevin Owen teaming up against Usos on one of the nights for WrestleMania and be maybe the main event and those two guys winning the tag titles there because the main story has always been Sammy and Jay, but I still think it's one of those weird things where Sammy is not your typical babyface. He's not even like, you know, as far as quote-unquote looks go. I think, you know, Daniel Bryan had a better look than Sami Zayn, but that story is just so organic that it would get a, maybe a bigger pop than Daniel Bryan winning at WrestleMania, if Sami Zayn were to win the titles from Roman at Mania. Of course, if it was done in Montreal, in Sami's hometown, yeah, that'd probably be even better. But we talked about it before. You know, what is the right story going into WrestleMania season? And I'll ask you, Chairman. First, has anything wavered from your original thoughts over the last few weeks?
1: I keep seeing the Rock rumors. I'm fine if they want The Rock to wrestle at WrestleMania. I'm totally fine with that. I mean, I'm a Rock fan from back in the day, despite some questionable things like beating CM Punk for the title. But uh, he does not need to be in a title match of Roman Reigns. Um, he does not need to win the Royal Rumble. Um, I kind of been annoyed since some of the Royal Rumbles we've had recently were like Brock Lesnar, for example, wins the Royal Rumble. It's like, bro, you don't need the Royal Rumble win, like. If you want to be in the final four, that's cool. You know, that was going to probably come out like 27, 28, 29, 30. But I think it'd be kind of cool if Sami Zayn eliminated The Rock from the Royal Rumble. Because the place would probably pop for it, for one. But then, you know, this opens... I mean, Sami Zayn winning the Royal Rumble would be a massive pop. Well, We talk about this time and time again. You know, and eventually... eventually, Boy, I can't talk this morning. Um, Eventually, we get to a Sami Roman match. You know, we might have to do with Sammy and Jay somewhere along the way. You might be seeing Sammy and KO possibly somewhere, too. I mean, there's a lot of what-ifs right now. And there's not a whole lot of opponents for Roman Reigns. I mean, Rock's been dropped. Sammy's a dream, but I just don't think they'll do it. This kind of goes back to what you said. He doesn't look like that guy. Um, But then, of course, there's always Cody rumors. You know, you can't discount someone like Seth Rollins either, especially since he just dropped the U.S. title. I mean, a Roman Reigns, Seth Rollins one on one WrestleMania match would be huge. But if they get the rock, I think they're doing that. Um, I guess it's kind of nice that we don't have a for sure conclusion yet. We have some speculation. But um, I definitely think there ain't a whole lot of options that are worth Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. There's only a few guys. And I think, you know, we pretty much named pretty much most of them, I think.
0: Yeah, I mean, there was talk about maybe Sheamus being the guy, but I don't know if that's going to be the case anymore to possibly face him at the Rumble. And, you know, the easiest way to do this would be to get at least one title off Roman. And maybe, like you said, get it to Seth, and then you could do Seth Cody in one of the title matches and then Roman somebody else. But, yeah, like I said, I have no problem with Rock and Roman Reigns being a match. I don't think it should be for a title because nobody for a second would believe that the rock is going to, you know, win the title and stick around any longer any longer. But it's one of those things where you got Sammy who I think is maybe ready made to take the title off him. And if there's you don't go with Sammy, I don't or Cody at Mania. I don't know who is left. There's nobody really built up right now to get the title off of him. If you don't go, I think with one of those two guys, whether it be Sammy with the build right now or um or um. Uh, Excuse me, Cody with the build coming from the Royal Rumble. Uh what do you think, Cam?
2: I mean, I think there's really only one right answer. And in a Vince McMahon world, there's no way in hell Sami Zayn dethrones Roman Reigns. The story's been there, man. The story is there. I mean I've talked about it for a few weeks. I think that Sami Zayn winning the title would I mean I'm trying to think of top three pops in WWE history, this would definitely be up there. There would be no doubt about it. Even in giant SoFi Stadium where the noise moves up in these giant arenas, um, Sammy winning the title would be freaking absolutely insane. I mean, I thought they were going to take at least one of the belts off Roman before Mania. They haven't done it. Rumble's coming up. I mean, I don't really know. I mean, if, if Roman wrestles The Rock for both titles at Mania – Roman's winning. I mean, I don't see The Rock having a, a summer of Cena like Cena did a couple of years ago, where he came back and was on a couple of shows and did you know did a pay per view match and stuff like that. I mean, possibly maybe Triple H is working to try to get The Rock to appear at Mania and maybe appear at a few Raws or Smackdowns and then come back and do one more show and lose the titles or something. Um, I mean, I feel like if they did that, that takes away the mystique. You know, as Chairman talked about, like The Rock. Ending uh, CM Punk's five hundred and thirty four t- day title reign just to lose the title of Cena makes no sense to me at all. Um, it didn't make sense then either. So that was a triple that was a Mystic Man world. We're in a triple H world where anything is possible. And right now I'm just gonna hang my hat and I'm gonna put all the positive vibes out there that somehow, some way, Sami Zayn wins the freaking Royal Rumble and is gonna be world champion to come WrestleMania.
0: Yeah, I mean, thinking about top pops like that, I mean, the Austin coming back at the end of that invasion angle comes to mind. Austin coming back um, in the Foley Rock title match on a Raw. Uh, You had that Daniel Bryan moment when he was in the Wyatt family and then turned against them in that steel cage match. Obviously, Bryan winning at Mania. Yeah. Off the top of my head, those are probably some of them. I don't know if there's any other ones I can think of, but those are off the top of my head. But, uh, yeah, it's definitely—this is one of those situations where you don't know what— the. there's multiple options going into Mania season, but it's a good thing because we don't know what they are, and at the same time, most of the options are pretty good. I think the only bad one is— would be if you did Rock and um, Roman for the title. If you did it without the title, everybody would like it. Just like if you brought CM Punk or Austin back to fight either CM Punk if you get him out of the AEW contract, or uh, something else. You know, obviously that it, that'll be good too. Mania is definitely looking really big right now for a two night show, and I definitely think it's something positive to look forward to. And it might be the most we've been looking. I've been looking forward to getting into Mania season in quite some time. Even with the women's division that's getting stronger and stronger, I think you know by the week we've got Becky Lynch who came back a few weeks ago. Now you have uh, Tegan Knox making her debut on the main roster again, and when she joined SmackDown, uh, so you have that there too. The women's division just keeps growing and growing. And Damage Control took another loss on um, at Survivor Series, so you know, I don't think they're going to be around the title picture anytime again soon. Uh, like I said, I tweeted. Uh, when I was watching it, all the credit in the world to Dakota Kai going out there, bumping like a maniac for everybody and looking great doing it. Um, She just is you know, in there the whole time in there from the start. And what she was getting thrown around in the cage. She was basically the recipient of everybody on the face team's big spots. And it's a positive to her cause she bumped out there like a champ, but it seems like damage control is now moving on to Becky. And as we saw on SmackDown, they took out live and then Tegan Knox came back to the upper out. So, Definitely out of the title picture, I would say, for the foreseeable future. So that leaves us with Bianca Belair on Raw without anybody. Uh, It seems like Ronda may be getting some kind of match with Raquel Rodriguez at some point. Which, again, you know, Raquel's fine, but that's another match where I'm thinking uh, neither one of them could really beat anybody. But Bianca's challenger is next up for debate. I've seen that there are pictures around of Charlotte Flair. Uh, out there training again, so she could be on her way back too. I still think the answer, at least for Mania, is Rhea Ripley winning the Royal Rumble and challenging Bianca for the title there. I don't need to see another Charlotte win. You know, I like Becky, but I don't need to see Becky and Bianca again. Um, unless they're bringing back Sasha Banks, I think Rhea versus Bianca was gonna be the raw women's title match to make you can have charlotte fight somebody else in a big match maybe you have charlotte go over to SmackDown to fight ronda rousey who knows even though we've seen that match before too um but Rhea's been doing great work with Judgment Day. Her work with Dominic Mysterio has been good. I don't know if you saw that clip out there of them going over to the Mysterio house for Thanksgiving, Rhea and Dominic. Um, I thought that was hilarious and great. Uh, you know, Nice little touches there with Rey putting his mask on as like you see him coming to the door. But I think the work Rhea has done over these last few months with Judgment Day has definitely earned her a shot at Bianca. And I think earned her a big moment in winning the Royal Rumble match for the women. She will be... My pick to win it right now, and like I said, I know Charlotte's out there, and of course, anytime Charlotte's out there, you've got to think in the back of your head. She's always around the title picture, but give Charlotte something else to do in her first you know, program match back to build it up and have a good secondary match at WrestleMania rather than putting her right back into the title scene. So that's just my thoughts as far as the Raw women's division. What are your thoughts? Uh, I'll go over you first this time, Cam.
2: Uh, I think the women's WrestleMania matches should be – um, Rhea versus Bianca for the title. I don't know if they'll take the title off Bianca, but I think Rhea deserves it. Um, I think the night after Rumble, you bring Sasha Banks back or maybe Elimination Chamber or something. Um, you bring back Sasha to, def- to dethrone Ronda and you can just have Naomi be in Sasha's corner and Sasha beating Ronda, I think is the best call. Then you give Rhonda some time off or some get her off fucking TV because she can't wrestle to save her damn life. And she's been doing this for years now and it seems like she doesn't really take it serious. Um, I think that's the match, and then if you bring Charlotte back, just put her with Bailey or something. Like she doesn't need to be in the title picture. She has been gone a long time. This isn't a Vincent man WWE, so she doesn't have to be in the title picture. Um, I could easily see her coming back and maybe be obviously being the babyface in this situation. And Damage Control can beat her down, and then you do Bailey versus um, Charlotte one on one, and then you could do Dakota and EO versus you know whoever for the tag titles at Mania. But I think those are the big ones. I think Rhea has earned it, like you said, Justin. I think she's earned it. She's done great with Judgment Day. She has really elevated herself. I think her and Bianca, just the comparisons of the size and everything, I think it's perfect. It's like a night and day situation. And then I think Sasha coming back, you know, Ronda wins at the Rumble or something, and she's gloating. Nobody can beat me. I'm the baddest woman on the planet, blah, blah, blah. And you have Sasha Banks come back, humongous pop and I don't think they've ever done Sasha versus Ronda so that's a first time matchup and you can have Sasha win the title Oh uh,
0: they did spend... do uh they did it at a Rumble.
2: Oh okay so they have wrestled before. Okay. Yeah,
0: just once, but it was it was at one of the it was at a Rumble maybe like 2018, 2019 but they definitely did it at a Rumble.
2: Okay. I mean, yeah, but that's I still think that's like the best course. You get Sasha coming back to win a title, you have Rhea who's earned it versus Bianca and then if you bring Charlotte Flair back, put her in the mid card and have her go against Bayley.
0: Yeah, you can even do kind of like a a situation where Charlotte comes back and it's like, you know, Becky and – I don't know, maybe if you throw – I don't know if you're going to do like a becky live tegan oxing but you can do like, hey, Becky needs help fight in Judgment Day – or not Judgment Day – damage control and then charlotte comes back and they're kind of like uneasy partners if they've made up in real life and they're kind of on good terms again which i think they probably always were they may not be the best of friends like they used to be but i'm sure they're at least on professional speaking terms so you know hey do you want another big match you do bailey charlotte or yeah becky charlotte and i don't know maybe you throw i'll be i would be biased and throw Liv in there because you've done asuka and alexa already so many times but I don't know if you don't live or some other woman in there, Candice LeRae, who knows, but you have another big six woman tag there at mania. And that's how you get Becky and Charlotte on one team with the star power there. Uh, so it's definitely possible to have at least one more match like that. If not two more matches, and you can have a women's tag title match too, at some point, if they get the titles off of, um, EO and Dakota. But, uh, what are your thoughts on the women's division here, chairman?
1: Well, it's like we said earlier, Ronnie is terrible, but like, We'll start with uh raw real quick. I mean, I've been on the Bianca Belair, Rhea Ripley bandwagon for weeks. Now I've been touting it, you know, I mean, that's the route to go. I mean, those two kind of came to the main roster around the same time, you know, Bianca has been a little more successful as champion, you know, more opportunities. I feel like that Rhea has gotten, you know, Rhea's obviously built herself up with judgment day now. And, you know, the skit with Dominic was hilarious, you know, if a, in vain Ray's home, which I'm sure we're going to get Ray Dominic at WrestleMania. And I mean, Rhea Ripley definitely would be someone to win the Royal rumble. It'd be another first time winner, you know, cause I mean, we've already had Oscar, Becky, Charlotte, Bianca, and Ronda winning it. So it's like, it'd be nice to get another first timer. Cause it's like, I really don't need Becky or Charlotte to win the rumble. They're already established enough. Like they could walk into WrestleMania and pretty much get a title match because of who they are. So i mean that's kind of where i'm leaning towards smackdown i mean i don't know what we're gonna do over there i almost becky lynch and ronnie never had a one-on-one match yet so i almost feel like that's probably your big wrestlemania match because they did charlotte and ronnie last year there's no way you're gonna repeat that now charlotte's been out of the game for 200 plus days and no one's missed her but you know unfortunately when she comes back she'll be right in the title mix I think at this point with Charlotte, you don't even bring her back until the rumble as a surprise entrant. I mean, sure. It won't be a surprise, but will be, but like, I don't even know where you put her. Like, that's the complicated thing right now. Um, Returning Sasha. I don't know, but like Ronnie, I mean, other than Becky, I don't think she's ever faced Oscar. Now there would be a lot of moving parts to get that match. Oscar versus Ronnie, but sure. Why not? Let it happen. Bailey. I remember her having that encounter of Trish Stratus a while back. Now, if we can get a legend match kind of like that, Bailey versus Trish, if they want to revisit that, that would be cool. I'd be all for something like that too. Or if, you know, Trish gets Lita and maybe another legend, and then they take on Damage Control if there's still a trio by then. So there's a lot of potential for the women's division at WrestleMania if we're looking that far ahead. They just have to make sure they do it right.
0: Yeah, even another name to throw out there. I know Mickey James is kinda doing her retirement tour or what I think it's called One Last Rodeo or something like that. I think that's it actually. Um, there you go. There's your third legend right there. If you I mean, they've obviously worked with Impact before and they got her in the Rumble. Do you can do Mickey, Trish, and Lita against damage control. There's your third legend. Just throw her in there. And then you can get, you know, Charlotte and Becky somewhere on the card. It doesn't have to be a title match, but it could be hell again, you wanna put that get the tag titles off and make Charlotte and Becky tag champs. There's plenty to um Think about there uh, when you look at that. So, yeah, I mean, this is the most, it might it's probably, I would say, the most talent the women's division in WWE has had in quite some time. I mean, hell, you can make an argument that they have enough women right now to replace NXT and make their own women's show on Tuesday nights if you really want to go that far. But uh, NXT has always been Triple H's baby, so I doubt you're ever going to see something like that happen, though it seems like a thought that you could have crossed your mind. Um, So what else we have? We have Dexter Loomis finally getting a WWE contract by beating The Miz, so congratulations to uh, him there getting that contract. We've got Riddle and Elias taking on the Usos for the tag titles on Raw this coming Monday with rumor that there may be new tag team title belts coming, which are long overdue from the red and blue penny stripes or penny belts that we've had now for years that have just kind of looked awful, I think. You know, not the biggest fans of those whatsoever, um, What else we got? We had Ricochet beat Santos Escobar in a pretty good match on SmackDown to earn an Intercontinental title shot against Gunther uh, in a couple of weeks, which should be a great match. Big guy versus, you know, smaller guy. That'll be great. And then, I don't know, I got also have, you know, here Bray Wyatt just waiting for him to do something rather than backstage promos. And I have... No idea what, but he's got to start wrestling at some point because if I have to listen to one more poor quality audio promo from him where I can barely hear him talking over the music playing in the background, which is like day one stuff for anybody that's like a communication or productions major in college, like, I'm just going to be like, okay, he got the good pop at Extreme Rules. What is he going to end up doing? So. Um, those are some of the smaller things that uh, other things have been going on in WWE as a whole. Uh, Cam, you want to comment on any of those things um, before we move on?
2: Yeah. I mean, I think getting new competitors for Gunther is, is a move in the right direction, Uh, elevate that intercontinental title, Triple H, come on, make them, make that in the U S title matter like they used to. I think that, feels like it's at least some sort of a focus for him you know with the theory seth rollins feud and then you have you know gunther defending it and people wanting to face the title it's not like how it has been stale for the last few years where the mid-card titles were kind of just there um so i think that's
1: definitely a step in the right direction for the wwe
0: how about you chairman anything else you want to add
1: uh, just, you know, touch on the tag division real quick, you know, new titles would be cool and all. I mean, hopefully they don't have separate brands for the tag titles anymore. Um, I'm just a little concerned about the tag team division right now. Seems like the Uso's are running rampant and dominant, and I don't really see a tag team right now that could take them down. I mean, yeah, we've talked time and time again about Kevin Owens, the same as any teaming up, but they shouldn't do that at this point. I feel like that bridge has been burned and severed but not to mention that you can make up, but um, I'd be really curious at this point who the tag team to defeat those would be, let alone who's that challenge at WrestleMania. At this point, I have absolutely no idea at all.
0: All right. So we're going to move on now to some stuff with AEW. And it seems like the biggest news dominating AEW right now is the, will he or won't he leave story with William Regal. There were reports, you know, people first, I seem like feels like people first started talking about it when triple H tweeted on Saturday night, uh, uh, Soundbite of William Regal saying war games So I you know People were talking then and then You know Dave Meltzer says he signed A three year contract and the next day he says Well maybe he didn't and there might be some more stuff Going on and then there were rumors that He had an out clause that if Triple H were to return to power that uh, He could you know He could leave and then there's people saying Well he actually only signed a one year deal and it's just A giant mess and makes me again say I don't know why people pay for stuff like that Um but it seems like all indications are that William Regal is going to be on his way back to the WWE. I think I saw it was PW Insider who reported that, I think, yesterday. Um, but he was written off of AEW this past Wednesday when he was attacked by MJF. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see him. It seems like there was like a write-off for him that we won't see him again. And it seems like, like I said, William Regal will probably helping out Triple H in developmental, which is what something you love to do. He's always been their top talent scout when uh, he was in NXT. So. Maybe just doesn't like just being an on-camera person anymore. Who knows? But I feel like Regal likes doing that, and that's probably why he is on his way back. And, of course, you know, I think Regal's got enough stature, enough respect in the business where I think Tony Khan is fine with letting him leave if William Regal's heart isn't going to be in it at all. And I kind of even feel like the Blackpool Combat Club has ran its course at this point where they don't really need Regal anymore um so what are your thoughts chairman on this whole story that's been going on over the last couple weeks
1: yeah i'm real interested to see what exactly william regal's contract is i mean it's like we said before you know it's not unlike you know pro athletes we can look up their contracts wrestling is like the biggest darkest secret of all time If you're trying to figure out someone's deal um is it a one-year deal is it a three-year deal is there opt-outs we don't know I mean, they kind of writ, writ, writ Regal off TV, you know, with MJF turning on him, which was like kind of a what the fuck moment. <laughs> like, I called, you know, weeks ago that, you know, MJF and Regal were going to form an alliance, you know, to cost Moxley the title. Sure if they did. Um, if Regal's gone, obviously, Blackpool Combat Club probably should dissolve or change their name. And honestly, I think at this point, they don't really don't feel like a faction anymore. They never have. I feel like Moxley's kind of his own being at this point and has been you know Daniels is doing his kind of thing Claudio's going after Jericho's ring about her title and you know nobody gives two craps about that guy so whatever that whole faction could dissolve they already have like 14 more of them anyway just on Dynamite and Rampage alone and then Dark and Dark Elevation has like another 27 factions of QT Marshall everyone's favorite so um, but yeah I mean if Regal has a chance to go back to WWE is definitely happening obviously we know his relationship with Triple H you know very strong you know, I've heard people saying, like, they would like to see Regal become, like, a on-screen authority figure on Raw or SmackDown or both. Like, he was in NXT, and I think that would be great for everybody. So, as a wrestling fan, I think I would rather see Regal back in WWE. Plus, I think his son is in their developmental down there, too, right now. So, I just think it'd be for the best because AEW right now, it has been terrible lately. <laughs> and so, yeah, I, I think for Regal's sake, he just needs to go back
0: what are your thoughts, Cam?
2: I think it's just the Triple H effect working again here. Uh, it's been a little bit quiet lately about who wants to come back and who wants to get out of their contract and all that stuff. But, you know, Regal, who came to AEW, seemed like he was fitting in pretty good, joined up with the Blackpool Combat Club, which I agree with, Chairman. I mean, I feel like, I feel like that them putting those guys in the stable I think was a bad idea from the beginning. I mean, I think they could have had like an understanding or something, but making merch and the whole nine and it's like, come on, Moxley's been like a lone wolf for almost what five, six, seven, eight years now. Like he doesn't need to be in a in a stable with Daniel Bryan and Claudio Castellani. Um, I mean, I feel like if he comes back and, and his Triple H is Pat Patterson, I think that'll do wonders. Um, I think the WWE was his home, and when he got released, I feel like it was kind of just like a, he didn't want to let go of wrestling, went to AEW, kind of saw how they were doing things, maybe didn't like how they do things over there, maybe didn't like the chaos involved with, you know, a still sort of new promotion in pro wrestling. Um, but I think it, it's a good thing for Triple H if he can get his man back, and if he feels like Regal is his Pat Patterson to Vince, then, I mean, I'm all for it. You know, buy him out, bring him back over, I mean, I don't really know if he should be like an on screen character, maybe just that yearly pop. But I think him behind the scenes helping Triple H book and things like that will only make the WWE product better.
0: Yeah. And as Chairman said, and I agree with him, is like AEW is struggling lately. They just had their lowest rated non competition. Uh, breeding this past Wednesday where they only did 820, I think it was, thousand people and their demo, you know, was like a .26, which is apparently their lowest again, that's been like a, there hasn't been major competition against them, so it's one of those things where it seems like it's Obvious that there's something wrong and Tony Khan can't seem to fix it. And I see still saying I'm sure everybody agrees that like you can have as many good to great matches on TV if you want, but like if they don't have any story, even a little bit behind them, nobody's gonna put their full attention into it. Like, yeah, Brian Danielson and Dax Hardwood had a very good match, but I mean Dax Hardwood continuously loses these matches. There was uh, it was like a thirty second build for it in a segment on Rampage that nobody watches. And like there's a it's tough for me, or a viewer even, just to get fully into it if there's no actual reason for it. And then this week, FTR is fighting the acclaimed for the tag titles. There's that to match that should have had a big build-up to it, a big story, and it's just thrown together by an announcement on Rampage. And it's like, there's no reason FTR shouldn't be... Treated better like they have, like they should be. I mean, they're another group that I wonder that with Triple H in charge now. If like, yeah, like they have the New Japan titles, they have the Ring of Honor titles, they have the Mex. I think they sell the Mexico titles. It's like maybe they look and go, okay, Triple H is in charge. He treated us great in NXT. You know, maybe we go back over there. And same thing, even what we talked about when they did this best-of-seven series, and all of us were like, I don't need to see these guys wrestle seven times. And sure enough, the main event was the lowest-rated segment on Dynamite this week, which is just something that should not happen no matter what. And I think it goes to the fact that uh, you have a best-of-seven series, and it was 2-0 for the Lucha Bros, or for Death Triangle, and they pretty much everybody knew Kenny and the Bucks were going to win. And the fact that, you know maybe Kenny and the bucks just don't appeal to like your non like hardcore fan. That could be a scenario there too, but there is no reason that the main event should ever have the lowest rated segment ever for dynamite. And the fact that those six guys did, I think just goes to show you that they're still kind of stuck in a rut right now. And I know chairman, you agree with me.
1: Oh, it's, it's just unbearable anymore. Like this past dynamite, like, you're throwing Will Nightingale and Anna Jay and Samoa Jones squash match, as AR Fox and Ricky Starks and Aria Davari. It's like that ain't gonna get it done, bud. <laughs> like I'm not interested in any of that at all. And it's like Kenny Omega and, and the Bucks should be separate. Like right now, like I mean, I, they can be friends. That's fine. But when you're missing as much star power as AEW has been lately, of all the injuries and backstage and whatever stuff suspensions. Apparently Andrade got suspended, nobody knows. Um, but uh, you know, I almost feel like Kenny Omega should be going back for the AEW world title. Like you need someone of his caliber to be in that spot. And obviously MJF heel champion, so Kenny mean babyface, it would work. I mean, maybe you, you don't go back to that right away, but right now, if I don't even where the hell's Darby Allen at? Like, where the hell's like half these guys like Jungle Boy kind of disappeared too. I mean, I, I mean, I don't even know what to think of it right now. I mean, Adam Cole's obviously injured, and oh uh, boy, <laughs> I don't even know anymore. And then you got all that Ring of Honor stuff. It's just overcrowded. Um, yeah, like Young Boy should be going for the tag titles against the get acclaimed, the trios thing. I don't know. It's just, ugh. I don't know. It's like I'm getting to the point now where I don't even know if I want to watch Dynamite anymore. Like it's just so messy. Like there's, I don't know. I mean, I, I'll die on this hill. AEW's product has suffered since Cody left.
0: Oh yeah. I, I 100% agree with that. Uh, that sentiment. I mean, I think I even said that or I think most of, I think all of us said that when he left, like from a TV standpoint, no, like he was obviously getting stale. The crowd was booing him and he didn't want to turn heel and it just wasn't working. But from a behind the scenes standpoint, yeah, obviously we've seen in this last year, things have gone to, gone to hell without maybe Cody's, like, calm head leadership back there. Um, I think I saw Darby Allin might be wrestling Samoa Joe for the TNT title this week on Dynamite, but again, I think that seems like it's another match. It's like, oh, you're just putting that together kind of at the last second. Okay, and same thing with, you know, Winter is Coming and MJF fighting Ricky Starks. Okay, yeah, you know, I like Ricky Starks. He's a good wrestler, but, I mean, that it didn't help that his whole program with Powerhouse Hobbs just kind of, like, got almost no attention for it when it was in the build-up to full gear, and he's pretty much been, you know, not that around ever since then. And they are like, okay, you won this match, now you get a title shot, or the tournament, now you get a title shot. It's like, you could have done such a better job building up Ricky Starts. and I think he's somebody that could be a future star for you, but it's like, I'm not really buying the idea that Ricky Starts is going to be MJF for the title. And even MJF, ever since he came back, it's like, him is starting to get to that, act. he's getting back to the same old shtick where it's like... Fans want to cheer him, but he's going back to the same promos again. It's like at some point you got to do a little bit something different with MJF too. Uh What are your thoughts, Cam?
2: Yeah, I man, I brought it up a couple of weeks ago. I feel like every week Dynamite's kind of just booked like a video game, and Tony Khan. It's like Tony Khan forgets guys are there. Um, Samoa Joe versus Darby Allen sounds good on paper, but there's no build. I mean, is it going to turn into a feud where he keeps going? Does Joe? beat the crap out of Darby and steam comes down to help and they continue to the feud. And eventually Darby can beat Samoa Joe for the title. Like who knows? Um, a lot of the stuff's thrown together. I was never a fan of them bringing in the six man tag titles to begin with. I thought it was tacky. I thought it was like, Hey, we're this cool wrestling promotion that has fucking every title that every promotion has. And, you know, it's just one of those things where if you want to have the six man titles or the three, you want, you want to have the three man titles, six man titles, if you want to have the trios titles, go for it. But use it for dark. Use it for rampage, or use it for rampage. Use it for up and coming guys. Use it for best friends with, you know, Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy and and Trent Use it for those kinds of guys. The Kenny should be getting right back elevated. He should be wanting MJF. Like why is he so concerned about? Oh, I just want to go out and have these real fun matches with my buddies. Like cutting his post dynamite promos and, it's just tacky and it's gross and it's lame. And there's not much going for it, and MJF has to really steer this ship. I mean, he has to. He's got to do something grand every week. He's got to defend these titles against guys, and he's got to have he has to have good matches. You know, I have really turned my opinion on MJF, and I think he has changed my opinion on him. I still don't think he's a good wrestler. We'll see what him and Ricky Starks can do. Um, it's kind of just a mess, and it's been a mess for a while. You know, even post CM Punk you know, all out scrum and, you know, the elites back and, you know, it seems like they have all of their, their ducks in a row, but the ducks are all running around with their heads cut off.
0: (laughs) That's kind of a good way of putting it. And like we said, same thing. There's still no Miro use. We have, um, like I said, FTR is kind of just floating there. Dax is doing singles matches. So it seems like it's just a giant mess of, what the heck is going on here? And of course, there's always still the CM Punk drama going on with the latest being that CM Punk is ready to move on to whatever his next con- whatever his next journey is going to be, but they haven't released him yet from his contract. So who knows? I don't know how long his contract is, but um, if you're Tony Khan chairman, are you just keeping CM Punk under contract and keep paying him? Cause you don't want him to go anywhere like a WWE joining Dallas. You just want to release him and get this over with.
1: I mean, obviously if you're dead set on not using them anymore you know and if there's a way to like buy them out you know or keep some of the money for yourself or you put a not complete cost to go to wwe i mean obviously if you want to do other ventures cool but once it's not wwe i mean there's not a whole lot of wrestling promotions other than impact probably which i don't even think you'd go there but you know I mean, if you're that, you know, scared of WWE, you just put a, not, you just put a not, no compete clause for however long you feel like, the, or the contract is, you know, for another year and a half or whatever, you know, just do that. I mean, I, I don't know. That's that's a lot of stuff out of my uh, pay grade, man. So, but yeah, I it's a mess. It's just a big ass mess. And it's still amazing to me to this day
0: that Tony Khan has not commented anything on this at all. And it's like, if you really just want this out of there just just release them be done but no you got to have the bucks and kenny subtly bringing it up like in bte and them doing his moves in chicago and then Kenny saying in an interview before that like oh no we gotta stop talking about it but then they keep they're the ones who can constantly keep throwing that kind of stuff out there it's like all right come on guys like just you just said to move on from it and you haven't done it yet um what do you think uh cam you think it's just something that they should release cm punk and move on
2: I think there's two things here. I think either I talked about it last week at some point, CM Punk's coming back to AEW and, you know, in my, in my head, you know, you have MJF be the champion till all out in May and you have Kenny face MJF and you have Punk come back to how either, you know, help MJF keep the title or screw over, screw over MJF and, and, and fucking join up with, with the elite. Um, that's like the only story you can tell in AEW or the, there is smoke to the fire about Punk maybe doing a one off at the WWE or doing like a one year run or something. And Tony Khan does not want that to happen, especially if it comes off as positive or anything like that. So I think there's only two options here because there's, there's no way he's just keeping him, paying him because he did the UFC, whatever UFC show where he does commentary on. He did that like a week or so ago. So he's still out there doing his thing. So there's only two things to it. They're trying to build this up so Punk can get healthy and come back in five or six months, or there is smoke to the fire and Tony Khan would rather pay CM Punk to stay at home than have CM Punk come back and get embraced by the WWE universe.
0: Yeah. I definitely think if it's something that's not resolved anytime soon, you're going to see a lawsuit thrown out there probably from CM Punk. But I think if we go longer and longer and nothing has changed and it's just CM Punk sitting there, I mean, I guess if he's getting paid, you technically can't say anything but I think that would also lend more credence to that theory, Cam, that it's like, okay, well, he's still getting paid and he's still under contract and there's no lawsuit from CM Punk anywhere. I definitely think it's something that you throw out there and go, okay, maybe this is something where like they finally decided to work together. And I think everybody's pretty much said that it's the biggest money you know AEW could do right now, having Kenny and the Bucks go up against CM Punk if everybody could agree to work together. So who the hell knows as far as that goes, but I definitely think that's something that could – revive this kind of stale aew product and i know yeah hangman page came back this past week um i know also you know mox i don't know if he's getting his vacation i know him and renee or whatever they call it at the Bengals game like leading the roar or something i don't know they're going to be waving the flag when the Bengals come out i guess i don't know so uh, good for them because i want the Bengals to beat kansas city this week but you know brian danielson still is a guy who is like okay well he's winning big match he doesn't win the big matches excuse me And it's like, I know you don't want to be a full time guy anymore, but at some point he's got to win something. So there's obviously, like we say every week, there's talent there for AEW, but it's just the story that seems to be lacking when it comes down to all of this. Um, So I believe that is going to be our show for this week as we've caught up on everything in the world of pro wrestling. So until next time for uh, my co-host Cam and the chairman, Stephen Vincent, I am Justin C. signing off and we will talk to you then.